You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. We really do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Floats it. Your team. Oh, every day. Touchdown. You are locked on Packers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski and I cover the Packers for SB Nation and Packer Report. I cover the NFL around the internet. And you can follow me at Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. Today's episode is brought to you by our buddies over at Peacock and Williamson. Covering all of the NFL news, the latest and insight on every game, team, and move around the NFL. Subscribe wherever you get podcasts. We got our first glimpse of Aaron Rodgers' post-drama. And maybe post-drama is being a little too diplomatic because we are not post the drama. We are, in fact, very much still in the middle of the drama because Rodgers did nothing to quell the drama. Now, it is also worth saying he did nothing to fan the flames, as it were. And and let's be 100% clear about this. Aaron Rodgers... The same day Julio Jones went on Fox Sports 1 and said, I'm out. Aaron Rodgers went out of his way to not say that. If it was over, over, and there are a lot of people right now reacting like it is over, over, Like, oh, he didn't say this was a media creation or anything like that, and and it's over, over. If it were over, over, if if this was fait accompli, if Rodgers was just checked out, it's done, write it in ink, he's out. There is no incentive for Rodgers to play nice. There is no incentive for him to demure, to obfuscate, to equivocate and dissemble the way that he did, to deflect the way that he did. He could have said, look, I love the team. I love the organization. I love the players that I played with and I love my coaches, but this is about respect. It's about loyalty and I just feel like it's time for me to move on. I've given everything that I could to this organization. And the best thing for both sides is for me to go, is for me to walk away. He didn't do that. He could have done that. And he didn't. So what did he say? And I don't want to dissect this all like it's the Zapruder film, but I I, I do think it is somewhat important because it is the only thing we've heard from Aaron Rodgers to this point. So here's what he said. People make an organization. People make a business. Um, And sometimes uh, that gets forgotten. You know, culture is built brick by brick, the foundation of it by the people. You know, not by the not by the organization, not by the building, not by the, the corporation. It's built by the people. And I've been fortunate enough to play with a number of amazing, amazing people and got to work for some amazing people as well. And it's those people that build the foundation of those entities. 
And I think sometimes we forget that. And then and then Kenny Mayne followed up and asked if Rogers was demanding a trade. Here is what he said. With yeah, with my situation, look, it's it's never been about uh, you know, never been about the draft pick, uh, picking Jordan. I love Jordan. He's a great kid. Um, you know, he, he a lot of fun to to work together. Uh, I love coaching staff, love my teammates, you know, I love the fan base in Green Bay. It's incredible, incredible 16 years. It's just kind of about a, a, a philosophy, you know, and and maybe forgetting that it is about the people that make the thing go. It's about it's about character. It's about culture. It's about doing things the right way. And a lot of this was put in motion last year. And uh, the wrench was just kind of thrown into it when I won MVP and played uh, the way I played last year. So. This is just kind of, I think, uh, the, the spill out of all that. But look, man, it is about the people. And that's the most important thing. Green Bay has always been about the people from Curly Lambeau uh, being owner and founder to the 60s with Lombardi and Bart Starr and all those incredible names to the 90s teams with Coach Holmgren and Farvey and the Minister of Defense to the, the run that we've been on. It's about, it's about the people. Okay. So... The last time we heard from Aaron Rodgers was at the Kentucky Derby when we didn't hear from Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> when what he told Mike Tirico was, this is unfortunate, this is getting out there. And, you know, I love Green Bay. I love the team. I love the city. And that's it. That's really what he said here, too. I love the city. I love my teammates. I love some people that I've worked for. Very clearly, you know, you're talking about Matt LaFleur, Nathaniel Hackett, probably not Mike McCarthy, and clearly not naming the president, uh, not naming the GM. We can get into some of the things that don't make sense. The, you know, this isn't about the draft pick and then saying, you know, this was all set in motion a year ago and then I won MVP when clearly it's about the draft pick. And maybe it's not about Jordan Love per se. It's not about specifically Jordan Love. And Rodgers did go out of his way to say this is not about Jordan Love. And I believe him. It's not about Jordan Love, the person. But it is about the name on the roster and the position that he plays. It is about them drafting a quarterback, drafting his replacement before he was ready and before he believes should have been the case. Okay, let's set that aside for the moment. This was a direct communication to management. Management has been, and Ryan Wood pointed this out, I thought it was a very um, eloquent point that he made, and it was exactly how I felt listening to the interview. The Packers have been negotiating through the media in this very specific way over the last few weeks. They have been saying everything. We love Aaron Rodgers. We want him back. We're doing everything we can to get him back. And he's our guy. We're, we're, we'll take input. We think it's important that, that he give that input and that he feels a part of this process. All of those comments have an audience of one. And if you want to extend it, you know, the guys on the roster too, because you want the guys on the roster to believe that your organization is behind your quarterback all the way. But really, they're talking to Aaron Rodgers because if 12 comes back, the rest of the team is going to fall in line because they're going to fall in line behind 12 because he's a future Hall of Famer. He's a three-time MVP. He's still, you know, arguably the best quarterback in the league at his peak. Patrick Mahomes, you know, obviously right there. 
Aaron Rodgers, especially in that it's about the people comment. That 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 comes when it is a question of a trade demand. It's about the people. That is what you say when you don't want to say yes, which could very well be the case. It's about the people. This is Aaron Rodgers speaking to the organization and saying, you are not going about this thing the right way. Culture is built on people. And Rodgers is 100% right about that. Any company, any organization is not a building. It is not a name. It is not an idea. It is Apple is not a product. It is a company made possible by people, thousands of people in the case of Apple. In the case of the Green Bay Packers, we're talking about hundreds of people, not just the players, coaches, trainers, administrators, support staff, scouts, every way to make the stadium work. A lot of people. The culture is people. And if you forget that, if you make this about only carrying the G, as it were, you forget that it takes a person to carry the G. It takes a person to do that. The G is nowhere. It's like if a tree falls in the woods. If the G merely exists on t-shirts in Shopco, no one's carrying it. The Green Bay Packers are a special organization because of the fans, because of the structure, because of the people, because of the history. Well, the history is made up by actions performed by people. This is the message from Aaron Rodgers to management. And, and what he really means specifically, the, the person that he is very clearly talking about is him. You forgot that I am a person, that I am a big reason why this team has been successful over the last decade plus. And he's absolutely right about that too. That what you do in these situations is respect those people, that you are loyal to those people because the Packers are not an idea. The Packers are people. And if you're going to preach the Packer way, if you're going to preach Packers people, then you can't forget the people part. Now, what does that mean in terms of resolving this conflict? That's the part that we don't really understand yet. That we can't fully take in. Because if that's his beef... How do you resolve it? How do you move past it? Now, to me, what seems like the most likely outcome is Rodgers spends this offseason. He'll skip mandatory minicamp. He will skip maybe some of training camp and will ultimately come back before the season starts as a way to say, look, this needs to be done the right way. You need to listen to the important people in your organization 
and not just the people at the top. Do I think he wants Mark Murphy fired? I don't. Do I think he wants Brian Gutekinds fired? I don't. Well, okay. (laughs) Maybe he does. I don't know. But I do think that he feels slighted by those people. And that he wants those people to understand his worth, his importance. And for those people to acknowledge that. And to acknowledge it in a way that is fitting of someone who has given as much to this organization as he has. That is a reasonable request to me. Now, what does that take? Does that take just dragging this out and and really saying, digging in your heels and saying, look, I want this, I want this, I want this. He didn't notice he didn't say anything about a contract. If he wanted to be traded, he could have said that. If he were done in Green Bay, he could have said that and he didn't. He did not say anything he cannot walk back because he didn't really say anything critical about the team at all. Now, he implied criticism, but he didn't say, you know, I'm really pissed off about this or they don't respect me. It was all implied criticism. People. This is about people. And maybe it is the case that what he needs to feel comfortable coming back is for certain other people to not be around. Maybe that is what he needs. Or maybe what he needs is six months of certain people saying, Aaron, we want you back. We need you back. We're going to do everything we can to get you back to show him that He does matter in a way that they previously were not showing, at least according to QB1. That's what this seems like to me. Now, I I can only tell you how I read what was being said. I don't want to put words in anyone's mouth. But to me, this does not require any sort of special skills It does not require, you know, a a doctorate in uh, psychology or sociology. It does not require some sort of deep intellectual understanding of the English language or metaphor or, or rhetorical devices or anything like that. This was a quarterback saying this team talks a lot about culture and and organizational stability and quality people. It is a, a team owned by the people. And they have forgotten to some extent that it takes people to make that happen. And I am one of those people and I do not feel respected as much as I should and as much as this team preaches that it does. Now, how do we resolve that? How does that get fixed? That's the part that we don't have a clear answer to. And that's what makes this difficult. But that's also why I continue to believe that this will be solved because there were no, this was, this was not a a ransom note. There was no list of demands. This was an esoteric high level criticism of an organization rather than an ultimatum. And it could have easily been an ultimatum 
And it, and it could have been more than that. And it could have been a straight up goodbye. And I saw a lot of tweets. I saw a lot of speculation. I saw a lot of analysis on the Twitters. Oh, that, that sounded like goodbye to me. You know what he could have said if this was goodbye? Goodbye. Goodbye. If you're, if you're going to say all these nice things about the fans and your teammates and the coaches and you were demanding to be out, wasn't that the perfect opportunity to do it on a night when Kenny Mayne was also saying goodbye? Kenny Mayne asked him to break some news. He didn't break any news. In fact, he went out of his way to not break news. When, if some of the fear-mongering is to be believed, this was clear that he was out, that he's done and it's over and we should all feel like crap after that because this is done and Rodgers is done. I, it, we were watching two different press conferences. We were watching two different interviews. Now, what Aaron Rodgers didn't do is tamp down the drama. Why didn't he do that? That's going to be the counter. Well, why didn't he say, this was the media, they're overblowing all of this, et cetera, et cetera. You know why he didn't do that? Because he blows his leverage if he does that. Right now, what he is trying to do is to make it clear to an organization that he does not think respects him, you need to respect me. And to make some sort of change, to, to be willing to say, we're going to make some kind of change on this. And we want you to start having input. And, you know, this is this is something that we're going to work on and we want to work on it together. You you can't you can't just give up your side and just say, well, you know, the media, he can do that when this is over, when they kiss and make up and he comes back and he's playing in green and gold again. He can go on Pat McAfee and just say, look, you know, we were just trying to get some of this stuff ironed out and that's it. And, and that's what Devontae Adams said. I mean, that was almost verbatim what Devontae Adams said. Yeah, I just kind of trying to get some figure, some stuff figured out. You want to get the team to offer some concessions to say, okay, you're, you know, here's the, here's the contract that says you're going to be the quarterback longer term. We, we want you to be a part of personnel decisions and long-term planning. And by long-term planning, I mean, you know, the next year or three. And this is going to be a partnership moving forward. And, and maybe the Packers have already done that. They've, they've offered him a huge contract. We know that. Publicly, they've said, we want your input. And, and maybe for Rodgers, it's as simple as, look, I don't believe them yet. And I'm going to, now I'm, you know, maybe they've they've said the things that, that he needs them to say. But he hasn't extracted his pound of flesh fully. And it needs to hurt. He feels slighted. And so you're going to feel some of his pain now. I don't know. That seems plausible to me. That seems like that could be a thing. If you've gotten to this point, you're pretty pissed. I get it. To me, this comes down to the very simple idea. If it were over, there is no downside to saying it's over. If anything, it's over forces the team to take the action that wanting it to be over would necessitate a trade. If you go on TV, if you go on SportsCenter, when you know everyone is watching, the entire NFL world is watching, you go on SportsCenter and you say, I want to be dealt. 
it's time for me to move on. Guess what? The Packers have to trade you. It's over. There is no coming back from that. And Aaron Rodgers didn't do that. And he knows that. Now, does that mean this is going to have some peaceful resolution? Does that mean in a week this is going to all be over? No, of course not. But he had the chance to blow this up the way that the, the, the way that the draft was blown up. And whether or not you believe that, that Rodgers orchestrated that, not the point. This could have been blown up the same way and Rodgers chose not to do it. Instead, he talked about the cleanse that he was on and, and spoke glowingly about Kenny Mayne. Now, did he make a divorce metaphor? Yeah, he did. He did. And, and does he like to do little stuff like that? Yeah, he does. But again, he could have made this a huge deal and, and he decided not to. And to me, the simplest explanation for that is he didn't want to say anything that he couldn't walk back when this all gets resolved because this is all getting resolved. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing. You can track all the action at Bet Online. By the way, you can bet on Aaron Rodgers being under center for the Green Bay Packers. The biggest story in sports right now is if that will happen. You can bet on it at Bet Online before the next pitch, before the next tip, before the next swing of the golf club. Plenty of golf you can bet on at Bet Online. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get in the game. As teams fight through the playoffs in the NBA, a ton of great stuff to bet on. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. When you use the promo code locked on, bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Swimsuit season coming up, shot girl summer. A lot of great stuff. Hello, fellow kids. <laughs> That's me right now. Uh, this is a great opportunity to find something healthy that satisfies your cravings, but will still help you achieve those beach body goals such that you have them. Or maybe you're just looking for something delicious that won't make you feel guilty about eating it. Built Bar is that thing. All these bars are covered in 100% chocolate, and yet they are low calorie, low carb, High in fiber and high in protein. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 to check it out. You'll get 15% off your first order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. You know, before uh, all of this stuff happened on ESPN, and by the way, you know, all of this stuff didn't didn't really happen. Um, but Ty Dunn had, had great tandem content. Great partner content here. Yesterday reported that Aaron Rodgers had been talking to other players over the course of the season about joining him on a potential super team that was not in Green Bay. Now, this, of course, comes after Mike Silver, in a conversation with me on Twitter, reported that Rodgers had been recruiting people, but but when asked for clarification, I made a joke about, oh, maybe he was talking about Denver. Mike Silver said, no, not the case implying that it was, in fact, recruiting them to Green Bay. Now, that's not to say that they both can't be true, right? It could be true that they were doing both. Maybe they were. Maybe they weren't. It's hard to know. It's hard to really know anything at this point. But I also want to make an important point 
about all of this. Some of this does require a certain amount of extrapolation and speculation. So when I talk in the first segment and analyze what I think I'm hearing from Aaron Rodgers, that's not a report. I'm not reporting that. I don't report anything. I'm offering analysis. Okay. And a lot of, and, and, and sports media often blurs that line. And, and I, you know, in some ways for better, but oftentimes for worse. And, you know, you, you, you have to read between the lines sometimes with, with certain sports reporters, guys who will drop nuggets in and you go, wait a second. That doesn't, that's not really analysis. That's like a thing you say if you know something, but you, you can't say it or you, you, you don't want to report it, you know, capital R report. But, but this guy knows something or this girl knows something. There's, there's been a lot of questioning of media sources and all that stuff. Speculation is not reporting and reporting is not speculation. When you report something, you are reporting what you believe to be the facts, okay? And, and you are reporting what you believe to be the facts based on information that you have been given by someone that you deem to be reliable, preferably multiple people, in order to corroborate that information. It's things like second source reporting, unfortunately, has fallen by the wayside a little bit. But you also, when, when you talk to an agent of a guy and that guy says a thing, about the player, that's a pretty good source. Are there reporters who will just copy and paste the text from the agent and put it in a tweet? Yeah, there are. <laughs> and, and you know, with, without even a little curiosity, without even a little interrogation of, okay, um, what is the benefit to them of doing this? And what is the benefit uh, to the discourse of reporting this? And should I maybe check on this? Should I maybe talk to someone else? No, I will protect my sources. That's a thing that happens, uh, but that doesn't mean that the thing that's being reported is wrong, okay? So when Ty Dunn reports something that you don't like, I get it, but that doesn't mean he's wrong. It doesn't mean he's speculating. It's mean he's, it means he's saying a thing that he believes to be true based on conversations with people he thinks know the truth. The same is true of Mike Silver. So if Mike Silver says Aaron Rodgers has been recruiting to Green Bay and you're the kind of person who wants to believe Aaron Rodgers, you're going, great. See, he's trying to do this and the Packers are screwing him over. But if you're the kind of person who wants to believe Aaron Rodgers, you see tight ends reporting and you go, nah, he's making it up. We can't do that. We can't pick and choose how this works. Now, now there is bad reporting out there. I don't, I don't want to make it seem like everything that you read is gospel. And, and there is speculation under the cover of reporting. Sometimes, sometimes, this is why you have to be careful about who you trust. But there are a ton of reliable sources out there. And sometimes even those people can get it wrong. It happens. It happens. But we can't pick and choose what is reported and say, well, I don't like that, so I'm not going to believe it. I'm going to bring this back around. We talk about the things that Aaron Rodgers did and didn't say in this interview. What he didn't say was, this is all bullshit. He didn't say that, and he could have. He could have. 
but he didn't. And so if there's all this erroneous reporting, you know, Rob Domofsky said this, if you report something and it's not true, you know, an agent tells you something or a front office person tells you something and it's, it's smoke or it's not, you know, it's not quite right. It's 80% true, but there's this little nuance that you missed that you didn't get quite right. You hear about it, right? It comes up. Someone says, hey, you know, the thing about that is here's what really happened. Aaron Rodgers could have set the record straight on all of this and said, nah, it's kind of, it's kind of overblown. It's nonsense. Now he can still say that later. He can still say that later. Right now, he's still negotiating. He's still bargaining with the team. This, this, there can no longer be questions. Do not, you know, just do not question if there are issues. My situation is, is what he said. And if we really want to go deep on wedding crashers, you know, what, what is our situation, dad? What is our situation, dad? What is our situation? Well, the situation is not good. It's not good. And if it were fine, if it were all hunky-dory, you'd say that. But that's not what happened. Importantly, that's not what happened. And so I understand that there there is going to be a certain amount of skepticism of anonymous source reporting. But when there is this much anonymous source reporting and they're all saying essentially the same thing, and then Aaron Rodgers, you know, I heard from all these people, oh, well, let's just, I'll just wait until I hear from Aaron Rodgers. Well, you know what you didn't hear from Aaron Rodgers? This is all nonsense. This is all overblown. This is, this is nothing. He didn't say that. And he could have. And so I think it's not what he said in the interview. It's what he didn't say that we really have to take seriously in all of this. And he didn't say, this is nothing. This is clearly something. And there can be no more questions about whether or not that is true. And speaking of questions, if you have questions buying car parts, going into a store and talking to someone is not always the best way to get this all handled because they're going to give you the answers that help their bottom line the most. And guess what? They might charge you up to twice as much because they know you don't know the deal. Plus, some stores charge up to twice as much for a do-it-yourself versus a professional, not at Rock Auto. This is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Best of all, Prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. All right, we're going to be back tomorrow. The backers will also be back tomorrow. They're going to be on the field. In fact, they're going to be on the field today. Media will be allowed in. Our first glimpse at the Jordan Love era, I guess. We'll see. I doubt it, but he's going to be out there with the ones. And so this is a this is a big moment for him, a big spot for the team. And so we'll uh, we'll see. We'll see. It'll be fun. We'll get a chance to talk about it and a lot more. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts. 
You will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do that, 920-341-3775 to stay Locked on Packers. 